Welcome to another episode of the Life Performance Podcast. Today, I have a special episode for you with a special guest who is not really my guest. Her name is Alicia Smith, and one of the many things that she can do is be an amazing moderator for the math webinars that are ongoing. And the last one that we just did was with Mark Allen, the absolute legend, six-time Ironman Hawaii world champion and just guru of everything. And so we wanted to recap the last webinar for you and tell you about the next one coming up that also has Mark Allen again. Um, So Alicia Smith is also master instructor at Animal Flow. So she can do incredible moves and she also is a bit of an acrobat. She's co-founder of Fuel Summit. She's a fitness education and strategy master and she does an amazing job recapping the top tips for motivation, which was the last webinar with Mark Allen and myself. And there is so many gold nuggets in this conversation that we've taken from the webinar uh, that, you know, was over 90 minutes long. And so here, we hope you enjoy this. It's just full of awesome tips and tricks for you to implement in your own life. And check out the links for the next webinar, also with Mark Allen in links in the show notes, link in my bios, everywhere that you can find me, it'll be there. So enjoy. Hey, Alicia, great to see you. And it's great to be here recapping the last webinar that we had with yourself moderating and myself and Mark Allen, where we chatted about motivation and all the other intricacies around how to stay motivated and how to be motivated. Oh, it was honestly such an honor to get to speak with you and Mark, because you guys are just both such legends in your field and such incredible coaches, but also, you know, so much about stuff that is important to not just, you know, elite athletes and their performance, but for everyday humans as well. So, um, yeah, I loved it. It was, it was a really great conversation. Yeah. But how much of a legend is Mark Allen, like six time Ironman world champion, and he's just got this presence and knowledge and to have a conversational style discussion with a guy like that who has the the strength of mindset, he's written books on mindset and being quiet and present and the power that comes from having control of a quiet mind. And to chat about that for like 90 minutes was just amazing how much gold nuggets we got out of that. Yeah, I took the biggest list down because, you know, I think one of Mark's incredible skills is being able to take a complex subject, which essentially is, you know, really understanding the complexities of the human mind and being able to still it down into these bite-sized little, you know, knowledge bombs and, and nuggets of gold, as you said, that anyone can apply. And it doesn't really matter what your goal is. This actually, for me, goes far beyond just sporting and fitness application. It really is about how do you stay motivated for areas of your life? And he, both of you did an incredible job, but um, yeah, it was, it was just a, a brilliant opportunity to talk with you both. Yeah, and he's an incredible coach. And so, as you said, he can he can put it down into simpler terms. And then I want to like delve really deep into, hang on, what's going on in every connecting factor and layer in our body? What's our nervous system doing? What's our blood pressure doing? What's our anxieties doing and how it all contributes? And I, I tend to like to get a bit deeper into the weeds a bit, but then he keeps it really practical and and he just says it so calmly and powerfully that it was um, 
makes everything so clear. So even what I was saying, he then clarified, well, this is how it actually is and this is what you were doing and why it worked. Yeah. And so the next one is with Mark and myself as well. And it's around the aging athlete and it's going to be exciting to chat about some of those topics. I know I'm interested in my input would be around Again, a bit of that deeper physiology stuff, like why can't we do what we did when we were younger? Why can't we eat the same foods? What's what's changing in anywhere from our gut and the response that goes in when we eat uh, to the way that our muscles recover, the blood flow, um, the way that we sleep at night? And it may just be the fact that you're, you maybe you're not older now, but that you're in an environment which is a lot more modern than it was when you were younger. That may be one of the key factors of what's changed in your life that's now making you a bit more vulnerable. So, yeah, from my point of view, it's going to be really fascinating getting to some of the physiology stuff. And then, yeah, I'm sure Mark's going to have some amazing points as well. Yeah, Mark's got a whole bunch of stuff ready to go. (laughs) I, I think, you know, you guys are such an incredible team because, as you say, like, what you bring as far as being able to dive into the physiology and then what Mark's got with the application. It's a perfect combo. When I spoke to Mark about the upcoming podcast, uh, sorry, webinar, one of the things that he explained was, um, you know, for him, he used this phrase, 60 is the new 60. So, you know, let's not try to become the 20 year olds that we were years ago. Let's actually turn 60 into the new 60. And so, you know, look at the, look at the, the, uh, you know, what's happening in your body, look at the progression towards our older years as something that's really positive and let's actually take that and turn it into something that's incredible and allows us to be really great at what's important to us but while still honoring the changes that are occurring as uh, as we age sounds a little bit like a face cream ad like make your 60s your 60s embrace your wrinkles embrace your vibrancy <laughs> <laughs> but i'm sure True, it yeah. won't be it won't be cliche like that at all no. um mark's definitely not cliche he's he's really deep um around the way that he connects mindset to how we do things physi- physically, physically as well. Um, yeah, so that's going to be awesome coming up shortly. And then Hal Walter, who yeah. has worked for math for, for many years and incredible record-holding ultra marathoner. Um, and Pac-Burrow racer. So he does that crazy stuff where you run with, with a donkey. And wow. you do this insane endurance, you know, endurance event um, with an animal with you. And he's, a, I believe, six-time world record, uh, not world record, world champion, um, pack borough racer as well. So he's coming in with a ton of expertise. He's worked with Math for a really long time. He's our senior editor, but he's also been, you know, an incredible counterpart to Dr. Phil Maffetone in terms of working with Phil on his books, on the content for Math. Um, he's also a prolific coach himself. So I'm super excited to have how join yourself and Mark and I um, for the conversation because he's got so much expertise and, and so much value that he'll be bringing to the conversation as well. And I'm finding that's what's so important is people who coach other people, It like when you're in a, a clinical situation, I guess you would say, where you are seeing people getting to hear their issues that are coming up, their questions regularly. So myself, Hal and Mark are all working with clients day to day and it just sharpens your skills in the way that you're able to uh, present it, present the information in a way that people can understand and kind of get to the root of what they want to know um, pretty quickly. And then, of course, in these webinars, people can send in their own personal questions. And, you know, that that kind of drives the conversation. If they send them in beforehand, 
you know, Alicia's the moderator, so she drives us where we need to go when when Mark and I would be like going off in a different direction <laughs> and brings us back to what will be the aging athlete and things that we can optimize as we get older. And I think that's anyone over the age of about 30, really, because, you know, you're, you are getting older physically, things change. Um, you're also getting wiser. And so you want to n- tap into that ability to be wiser. You don't want to be driven by adrenaline and ego in your, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s. You want to be balanced and out there enjoying it. And I mean, that's a bit about what we covered um, in the past webinar about motivation and mindset. Um, so let's just cover off just yeah. to give people a little bit of a sneak peek recap into that, like, you know, it was over, over 90 minutes that we went for, um, just like it was brilliant. Week. Honestly, the, the, uh, the amount of notes that I took, even as, even as moderated, the amount of notes that I took on, on what you and Mark delivered was gold. So do you want to kick us off Pete? Um, well, obviously Mark and I both speak a lot and put a lot of weight into the ability to have a quiet mind. And Mark said the phrase quiet mind forever and I really love the phrase quiet confidence. Both mean similar things and both contribute heavily to being present, calm, feeling gratitude, all of those things that reduce your anxieties, your fears, your doubts. And when your mind is not as busy and your nervous system is calmer and you've got more energy and that confidence and feeling of gratitude, that really boosts motivation in every way, shape and form. Mm, amazing. Yeah, fully agree. And it's something I think that a lot of people need to, to I certainly need to get better at, which is, you know, bringing, bringing awareness to the, to the present moment, not worrying about work or any of those other things when you're, you know, when you're running, when you're trying to stay focused on, on what you're doing, a little bit of presence goes a long way. Uh, I really also loved, I think um, Mark was, Mark really beautifully articulated the idea of getting connected to what you're doing as far as your heart and your instinct are concerned. So, you know, in order to stay motivated, you've really got to make sure that the goal that you're working towards really means something to you. So having that purpose behind what you're doing and not just being an empty goal is a really important component of staying motivated on the path towards achieving it. Yeah, hundred percent. That's how I felt from my first Ironman event for 10 years, you know, my instinct said, you should do Hawaii and you should do really well at it. Um, and then in 2011, coming second, a podium was my goal and I got it. But from that point on, the goal became to win. And my mindset shifted from, I believe one day I can win this to, I want to win this. And it was just basically using a different phrase. And Phrases are something that we also discussed a lot, um, particularly trigger words. And, you know, I, I push trigger words quite a lot because I used one to great effect in 2012. The word love was the one that I've practiced in training when I was visualizing difficult situations. The word love gave me that quiet mind. It gave me that quiet confidence. It took away all the doubts, fears, trolls, and it just gave me power. And I felt so strong and um, clear and what happened then in the race day, because I'd been practicing training in this calm, confident mindset on race day, I made all the right decisions because I was in a practice state of being, you know, quiet confidence and gratitude. And so the word love was my trigger phrase. Then I've got quite a few others that I now use in different situations, but I can't stress enough how 
attaching a, a state of mind and body to a phrase becomes incredibly powerful when you practice it because it becomes very quick, the response, when your body hears a certain thing, feels a certain thing, the response pretty much is, you know, it, it's it's a full gas response to where you want it to get to in, to in terms of relaxing. That's amazing. I probably shouldn't make chocolate my trigger word though, should I? <laughs> it's a trigger word for a different reason for, <laughs> for some a people. different reason <laughs> now i know something else that um you know that both you and mark spoke about was the importance of sort of those small actions and and small daily actions getting you towards where you're going so so what what can you tell everyone about the small actions component why that's important um so every time you achieve a goal you get that boost of uh motivation i guess that boost of uh, achievement, that sense of achievement, that uh, quiet confidence that I did this and I'm sticking to the plan. And whether it be for me, I really love sacrificing. So I would sacrifice things in terms of I would give up uh, ice cream in the months before Hawaii. And it wasn't, it was a sacrifice, but I loved the sacrifice because it kept me on the path to every time I didn't have ice cream, it reminded me of my bigger goal. So in one way, I was achieving the goal, and this is how Mark clarified it as well. I was achieving the goal of the sacrifice, so that's a big tick. And then also by not having the ice cream, it was reminding me of this much bigger goal, bigger purpose, this in my instinct and my heart, what really mattered to me. And that everyday feeling, getting that feeling every day was just incredible. So it kept me really motivated, kept me really focused on the goal. Um, and then also you could say that I, I set up a little task of three things a day that kept me moving towards my bigger goal. And even on the days where I was tired or Monday was always my day off, it was still have a nap, have a stretch, get a massage. So I made a big list of things that I needed to do. And then there's also looking at it from a visualize you achieving the goal and then working backwards from how did I get there and then create 10,000 little goals from that. You know, how did I find the right pair of shoes that I wanted to race in? How did I find the right socks? What hat was I wearing? What nutrition was I having? Where was my accommodation? What was who, what friends and family? What was, what did I say to them? What was my trigger word? You know, all of these things that um, some of them just happen organically when you bring it to the forefront of your subconscious and you don't have to actually do anything about it. Mm. But if you visualize all of those things, write down the ones that you do need to make sure that you tick off as a to-do list, that becomes a great uh, list of goals that you can constantly tick off to keep you motivated. So and that's good. Um, those little yeah. little wins make a big difference, right? Even from a from biochemical perspective, you get a little win on the board. It gives you a little hit of dopamine and keeps you motivated towards yeah. the next goal, who right? Needs, who needs ice cream and chocolate when you've got ticking off goals to give you sort of that <laughs> dopamine? Hit? You eat goals for breakfast. That's all you need. <laughs> and and that kind of connects to the points around, you know, sticking to the plan, sticking to the routine as well. So it sounds like you have these, you know, you have a range of these small action steps, whether it's what the three things you're going to do on your recovery day, right down to all of these other components that fit into your training plan, but stick to the plan and stick to the routine because that's ultimately what's going to get you there, right? Yeah, yeah. And I know Mark went into some really interesting points, the way that he explained routine that I just can't remember at the minute. Um, but my 
points about routine are uh, a little bit of that deeper physiology stuff is that to have motivation, you need to have good energy levels. And when you come home at the end of the day and you've been at work all day, your brain is tired like your legs would have been if you'd been running all day. So your energy levels are low. It's hard. There's no willpower. So the motivation's not there to not do something. And the same goes for if you wake up after a poor night's sleep and you've still got stress in your system, if your energy production is lower because of various factors of bad food, bad breathing, stress, poor sleep, over overtraining, training too hard, any of those factors can then reduce your ability to have energy and feel motivated. So it's where that flips over between what's what's motivation in a mindset sense and what's motivation in a physical sense and you do need to keep both in in check um so that you're not just thinking oh you know i'm a i'm a i'm weak because i'm not motivated it's like no you're not motivated because you actually need to physically rest now and having a routine um can really help you save some of that mental energy so that you're not stressing your brain out as much so that you know, you know, on Tuesday you swim early and then you go for a jog in the afternoon. You're not having to think about it every day. So you save energy by just sticking to a weekly routine. Um, and then motivation can also come from changing the routine. So whether it be like for me, it was getting a new pair of shoes the other day and I went out and I enjoyed my run that I haven't been running much, but I've been running more since I got a new pair of shoes. I want to test them out on different terrain um, I want to test them going fast, test them slow, test them over a longer distance. So there's all these new experiences that um, uh, in a way breaking out of a little bit of routine just to give me a new experience as well. And I, I like that idea of, you know, minimizing the amount of additional decisions you need to make because really that's what life is, isn't it? It's a constant series of decision-making. Mm. You think about what, how many decisions you have to make in a single day and let's automate as many of those as possible so that we can, you know, send that energy in the direction that's going to get us the, the best results in, in terms of where we're going. So that's awesome. What about pain tolerance? I know this is, you know, this is something that, um, that you touched on around pain tolerance and how, you know, it, that will really kind of impact the way that, that we stay motivated towards our goals. Yeah. And if anyone's heard of Tim Noakes and his central governor theory, this is where I've kind of delved deeper into the specific pain tolerance side of the central governor theory, which is that your brain overrides your ability to do anything, to move your legs faster than you should because it may be dangerous for your body to fatigue itself that much. So your brain will say, no, nah, we shouldn't keep running that hard. And pain tolerance is in there, that region of the brain controlling things. So mentally it's doing something, but that comes from a physical source such as adrenaline, cortisol, um, norepinephrine and other things that are there to kick in when you really need a boost to get you out of a stressful situation or a dangerous situation. So if you go through the race feeling quite aggressive and angry and you're working on pushing yourself through pain and that's the way that you operate in training and therefore in the race, you know, by the end of the race, halfway through the marathon, you're, you're in pain and you're like, yep, yeah, I really don't want to do this and you give in a lot easier. So your legs haven't collapsed. You haven't passed out on the side of the road but your brain is telling you, I don't want to do this anymore. And so you can fatigue your emotions really quickly 
and fatiguing the emotions will also fatigue yourself physically quicker than you would otherwise. Having that pain tolerance elevated and being in a state of fight or flight also will make poor decisions more frequent. So instead of drinking, you might skip the drink. You might drop your water bottle. You might do stupid things like that if you are operating in that state of fight or flight more often. You want that pain tolerance to be in check for like that last, the last 5K when you really need to just be in another world of hurt and keep your body moving forward. Um, that's how I was in 2011 when I was battling for second place in Hawaii and I, my legs were absolutely shattered. Like they just felt like they were being stabbed with broken shards of glass. And yet when I had to really, really work on it, um, it's the most in the zone that I've ever been because I had to quiet my mind from the pain at the same time as, um, keep my body moving forward as quickly as I could. So the two powers combined just like put me right in the zone more than I've ever been, more than I ever probably want to be again. Um, but it was an awesome experience. And luckily my pain tolerance was still there and available at that point in time. And I could overcome my, my mind to be present, be in the zone and just put it to the side for a little while. Um, and just run on, run on fear when I needed to. <laughs> and I, I, it, that's interesting because it's applicable beyond just racing as well, right? It's, you know, learning to, to, to kind of manage pain in our lives can apply to so many different areas, even if it's not necessarily just in the athletic arena. So um, I guess, you know, sort of stretching that pain tolerance, getting, getting, you know, the saying is getting comfortable with being uncomfortable um, is a really positive thing because then it means when you, when you are, uh, when you're experiencing pain that maybe is beyond what you're used to, you know that this too will pass and it's just a case of, of continuing to stretch that capacity to, to survive it. Yeah, 100%. And that's definitely what we spoke about in the course was that getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. I love that phrase. And it's about physically being uncomfortable, but mentally calming yourself in that state. And just like at the end of that race in 2011, um, the power that you get from overcoming the uncomfortableness and making your mind comfortable with it. Um, you know, you don't have that stress response as much and you can do that in training any day of the week. You can do it in the gym. You can do it. You can do it getting out of bed or off the couch. You know, if you have to get off the couch and your legs are tired and sore and you tell yourself in your brain, this is hard, then you're giving in to the uncomfortableness. However, if you get off the couch and tell yourself, I feel great and you have good posture and you get your chest up and you've got quiet confidence and your mind is completely blank, you know, that's, a, that's training. You are training the power of your mind and motivation at that point getting off the couch. So it's, it's, it, you can take it to such minute levels if you were really, really uh, wanted to. But otherwise, um, there's so many applications in every, every uh, form of life, yeah. And, and kind of getting to some of the, some of the other things that might influence motivation, because we talked not only about strategies for improving it, but also ways that we might sabotage ourselves. And so things, you know, things around stress and the way we respond to stress and also then sleep and not getting enough sleep that, you know, that was, that was something that Mark was, was pretty adamant about was, you know, was just how crucial getting those two areas, sleep and stress uh, under control are as far as motivation is concerned. 
Yeah. I mean, like I said, if you don't have energy, if you've got stress in your cells that are inhibiting the production of energy, then you're not going to have the energy to be motivated. And sleep is the clearer of stress. Um, it's that simple. It clears all sorts of stress, emotional stress, physical stress. Um, uh, yeah, waste everything. product from the brain. Yeah, injuries, um, all of those things just, yeah, especially the brain, as we know, if you don't get much sleep, you're more likely to get Alzheimer's and issues, not clearing out the the plaque and the stress buildup from the day. And that's happening everywhere in your body. So, yeah, stress super important. Uh, sleep is super important to maintain good motivation day to day. But also I- understanding. If you just understand, hey, I've had a poor sleep, I've eaten bad food, I've done all of this, don't feel guilty that you don't have motivation. There's a reason why you don't have motivation. And so just accept what you've done, have a rest, and then do the right thing from that on and that point on and start again with that confident, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. This is what I want to do mindset. Yeah. Don't guilt yourself. Give you the permission, give yourself a permission slip that, to be human every so often. And then yeah. get back on get back on the routine the next day, right? Or the next option that you have, next moment that you have to do that. Yeah, excellent. Um, what about there was a, we were talking as well about um, you know being a hundred percent committed, so going all in and and actually making that decision like like you did, like Mark has done. You know when when you have a goal that's big enough in front of you to decide this is the thing that I'm going to put my energy into. So, you know, making sure that you're 100% committed to achieving that goal and and how important that is as well. Yeah, 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 100%. 100%, you're 100% right. Like <laughs> that is um, knowing that it's a priority that's going to make you long-term happiness. So you're going for that long-term happiness over short-term pleasure. So when it becomes more important and that is the thing that you really want to achieve and do, then you know, it's, it's easier to stay motivated and tick those goals off to achieve it. Yeah. Huge. And the last point that I had written down, you might have some extra ones there is around looking to your community. You know, there are, there's, there's uh, so much value from having training buddies or from having support people kind of supporting you as you work towards achieving your goals, whether it's uh, that they're actually physically supporting you on the, on the process or on the journey, or whether they're actually just the person that checks in with you to make sure that you're okay and gives you a pat on the back if you need it. Mm. How important is, is community uh, in the support that you've experienced while you've been working towards your goal achievement? Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really important on, and it can come in so many different forms, whether it's just some, some mates that you catch up with and, and just Mm. joke about and just have jokes and just have that social connection with, or whether it's guys that you actually do a lot of training with and they're there to meet you at a certain time. Um, or they're there to, you know, chat to them about issues or whether they're there to push you when you need to be pushed a little bit. Yeah, there's so many ways that community, and we think we spoke about accountability and coaches. Um, there's so many levels to uh, involving other people in your journey that can really help with motivation. Um, the coaching piece that you mentioned there is important, I think, because um, you know humans are not designed to be solo creatures, and and 
and we have such an incredible array of people available at our disposal to help us learn from their mistakes and their wins that having a coach when you're on the path towards you know whether it's just running your first 10k or whether it's you know having better health or whatever it is that you're working towards having someone that you know is invested in your success that can help shine a light on your path sometimes even if you can't see the path yourself and that can share with you strategies and things that they've seen work with other people you know having having a coach is is something that i think is is a crucial component of of achieving big goals in no matter what arena yeah and i didn't have a coach i had a mentor um, in my successful years in in Hawaii, it was somebody there just to talk to, to to question if I was sabotaging myself, to make sure that I was on track with my keeping to my schedule and my routine, um, which I'd set myself, but I was still accountable. Um, so yeah, it's really important, and uh, I know that's only a, a smidgen of all the gold that we we talked about in that last podcast, uh, in that last webinar, but. I know, you know, the next one's going to be super interesting as well um, around the older athletes. And I say anyone over 30, you're old. Um, you need to listen into how to stay nimble, um, keep your energy levels up and avoid injuries and, you know, just listen to what your body's doing. And I know, yeah, Mark Allen and Hal Walter are two incredible experts um, in that field and I'll just you know hang off their coattails and add into <laughs> add in my two cents every now and then but um, I'll be asking be you all the big questions on on the physiology of aging and, and what people need to know so oh, you can't, you can't hide behind the them I'll be pulling I'll be picking out all of your expertise yeah. all your juicy brain nuggets yeah do um, what I say not what I do as well <laughs> <laughs> but also it's this this um this upcoming math masterclass it's not just for people that might feel that they fit in that category themselves based on age it's also for anyone that's working with older athletes be they everyday athletes or or professional ones or elite ones at whatever level they're at um it's also you know if you've got a loved one that you think is is heading towards their older years and could really benefit from being able to do so with maybe a, a healthier, more holistic approach this is going to be really important conversation for them as well. Yeah, particularly um, for people that need to work on strength or you may know a loved one that needs to work on strength and this may just convince them. This podcast will, will or the, the webinar coming up will, will really convince them that strength in your older years is super important to maintain muscle mass, to maintain, you know, that mitochondrial uh, energy production and, and vitamins, minerals, and all of that stuff that happens in muscles that, you know, and proprioception and ability to balance yourself and ability to walk stairs and all of these things. Like if you've got more muscle mass, then you can do more things. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, there's so many reasons why, and I know Hal and Mark will, will get into the importance of strength work as you get older. Um, so yeah, suggest it to people that, you know, that need to start doing a bit of gym work. <laughs> awesome. And so we'll share the link um, with alongside this video, but uh, it's, yeah, it's going to be a, a brilliant conversation and highly recommend everyone gets involved. Remember that you'll have the opportunity to ask your questions as well. So you'll have the opportunity to submit questions ahead of the web, ahead of the webinar so that we can use that to also, you know, feed them into the conversation, but then we'll also be taking as many questions as we can possibly get through from the chat. So having everyone live in the room is a, a really recommended experience. 
Yeah, because as we, we were chatting about before we started recording was a lot of people in the holistic space want to, want to get more health and performance, don't know what they don't know. You don't know what questions you have yet. And it's not until you hear somebody start talking about the topic that your brain starts to go, oh, maybe that's something that I do. Or how, how can I put that in practical terms for myself and my situation? Um, and so, yeah, it's going to be a great conversational webinar where we do allow time to get into your personal um, questions. And, you know, from that answer, you'll get another question out of that. And then, you know, we'll just send you down the rabbit hole of all the things that you need to look into. Um, so, yeah, it, it, that's why, you know, if you're interested at all, you do need to start listening to these type of webinars, um, you know, that we've got a series coming up. Because like I say, you don't know what you don't know. And these could be some key things, especially from somebody as brilliant as Mark Allen with so much experience. Um, I thoroughly enjoy and get a lot out of listening to him. Um, it's motivating. It's insightful. And it's joyful. And yeah, there's so many reasons why it's such a good, um, uh, a good webinar thing that math is putting on, getting, getting us all together. Yeah, I totally agree. And I just get to sit in the middle and pick brains of all these intelligent people around me. It's brilliant. So <laughs> everyone needs to come along. We'll share the links with the video. Uh, Pete, I'm super excited about the next one. Look forward to speaking to you, to Mark, to how and diving into the evolution of aging, which is all about longevity and health for the older adult, whether you're an athlete or not. I'll catch you next week. Awesome. Thanks, Haves, Alicia. Thanks, Pete. Bye. Thanks for listening. I'm sure you got at least one tip that you will start implementing from that recap. And a reminder to check out the link in the podcast show notes or in any of my bios on social media for my special link for the webinar that is coming up again this week with Mark Allen. And don't miss this opportunity to hear this guy talk and have a conversation with him, asking your questions as well, live, as well as adding your questions before time. Uh, it's really unique the way that he can pull apart a topic and dive deeper into it and give you an analogy that you can implement because this guy is, you know, the grip. He's the master of mindset, the quiet mind. And don't miss out this next webinar. I uh, look forward to seeing you there. Look forward to seeing your questions submitted and say hi. When you jump on, there's the chat. Say good day, tell us where you're from when you sign in and enjoy. See you there. Bye.